Nice little intro. Yeah, it's it's uh it's, it's the consistent one now. We're using that. Yeah. Shout, shout out to uh, Jason J Angle on Instagram, musician slash producer. Uh, he inboxed us the other day and he uh, whipped us up a few mocks and we settled on that sucker. Yeah, so it's, it's good stuff. No, I I, like I, I enjoy it too, Nate. I mean, uh, yeah, shout out Jason. I mean, we had been uh, scrapping along for all of the day one listeners. You can know that we've struggled with intros and outros for the entirety of it. I mean, we were uh, fringing on some. We were straight up using copyrighted tunes. It's <laughs> like what we had like fucking. I think the first one was like some like Drake, like brand new tune. And it's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> is that allowed? Because like, I'm not thinking it's allowed. Yeah, I remember after uh, Kevin's interview, like a couple of her friends listened to the episode. They're like, I'm not sure you can use Dua Lipa. Uh, <laughs> for your outro song, but uh, this sounds like people who don't like it and amp the fuck up to me because uh, Dua Lipa gets me humming. No, it's uh, no, I like it. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the listeners enjoy the new intro tune. Uh, Nate, we're gonna begin in the uh, the Gabby Potato case with Brian Laundry. Bef- before we get into that, how's yep. the back coming along? Because uh, I know a lot of the people were probably wondering. You know, yeah. I said you were paraplegic last episode. So For are sure. You, are you still uh, in a wheelchair? Or? It's come a long way, Nate. I mean, uh, I'm a youthful guy, and I like to think that my body heals up pretty quickly. I mean, it's still lingering. Um, but I'm going to attempt to get back in there this week and... and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's feeling okay. So, I mean, from not walking for two days to being able to, you know, debate going back in there and getting after it, I mean, I'm, I'm in a good place. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I actually kind of had a back injury myself last night. I... Um I, uh, it was the same thing that happened to me at the start of the golf season. Were you pounding the wheels off someone? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. No, I was picking up a laundry basket and I, again, this is laundry. Yeah. Just tweaked it a little bit and I was like, not again. And then I was like, cause I was supposed to play golf this morning. So I was like, I woke up, I was like, I'll see if it's gone. If it's not, it's raining. I'm completely bailing on this time. So yeah. I woke up and texted the boys and was like, listen, back's a little tweaky. Not swinging a club, also not getting soaked today. Have a good day, boys. Yeah, that, it would have been a terrible morning for golf. Oh, dude, I was looking when I was like on the way over here, and I was like, dude, it's still pouring. I wouldn't even be done yet. Would have been completely soaked. Gabby Potato, Brian Laundry, Nate Case. It has taken a turn for maybe the worst case scenario for Brian Laundry. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy. If you saw him knocking on your door, I I wouldn't be feeling too confident about the case moving forward. Um, <laughs> All right, folks, get ready for this announcement because I'm not sure if anybody's, everybody has heard this uh, breaking news, but Dog the Bounty Hunter is now on the case searching for Brian Laundry. This is confirmed. Dog the Bounty Hunter. I used to watch him growing up. The guy knows how to sniff out a fugitive. He certainly does. Now, um, I, I mean, I, I Greg just pulled up the clip here before we started recording, and my God, this guy is pissed. Like, he's up there just hammering on their parents' door. But, like, what the... F- like, man, what is going on? Like, what are the parents doing? They're just hiding. I know. It's like, come out and talk. Like, what are you hiding from? Like, if you got nothing to hide, speak. Yeah, I, I honestly, the dog whole thing, I, I struggled to wrap my head around the whole thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, dog's on the case. And I didn't realize that Dog the Bounty Hunter has 13 children. That doesn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, so he's, I mean, I guess that's how he got the nickname. Um, he's <laughs> an absolute hound. <laughs> he is an absolute hound in the sheets, <laughs> But apparently. he used to have 14. And he had a daughter that passed away, similar age to Gabby. So it's kind of close to his heart. So that's why okay. he's like, I'm on it. That's like, um, 
What is it? The guy who does America's Most Wanted, Joe Walsh? Yeah. I think that's it. That's when he started doing the whole America's Most Wanted one. Because somebody killed his son when he was, like, three. Oh, wow. Yeah, they killed, like, he, it was it was messed up, too. Like, he ended up, like, he found his son. Like, they cut his head off and stuff, and they found him in the ditch. That and is. that's how he got into all the stuff. He's yeah, like, yeah. screw this shit. So, I, I, I'm i glad Dog's on it. Like, let's get this guy, man. He's yeah. an absolute dirtbag. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, he's done a, a great job at, uh... You know, avoiding police and and uh, FBI for you know for the time being, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, Ryder Copney, we got it on in the background. Rory just hucked an absolute dart in the par five second, but the U.S. has put on an absolute dominating performance, man. It's been incredible to watch. Any highlights for you thus far? Oh, plenty. I mean, this thing's been basically over since what yesterday at noon. Yeah, like it's been it was it's been done. Like this is over. But you know, obviously, I think. Everyone's going to say this, but Spieth's shot was absolutely ridiculous. Um, when we were watching yesterday, too, um, what was it, Bryson just, you know, I mean, I've been on the podcast a lot. Like, I'm not a big Bryson guy. I've kind of liked him this week, and I don't know what it is. It doesn't seem that bad. It's been kind of, like, he's been more entertaining than normal. Maybe it's because he's playing in a group or something. I'm yeah. not sure, but. He's uh, just, he's so awkward, and I get such a kick out of it. Like, he just yeah. doesn't know socially how to handle himself. Like, his pumping up the crowd moments it just is all so awkward but obviously the biggest highlight from bryson was on the par five i think it's the sixth hole um he took a line drove it 417 yards down the fairway the next day he drove it he was 228 yards behind where he had hit it the That's day before so crazy that you can have a difference of that in drives like two like man i can't even hit it as far as his difference between those two drives i don't think like it is insane what he's doing he's He's such an exciting player, man. He is. It's it's honestly it's cool. Like he he hums the ball. Yeah. But you know what? It's funny. Um, I was playing golf with somebody the other day, and they were saying how it's like it's now it's like these. We were watching a few juniors, and they were like kind of just they were getting ready to tee off, and like obviously their tees are up a bit, but they're just waiting for the green to clear before they tee off, like oh. these juniors. And it's like, uh, he was mentioning to me, he's like, dude, it's crazy how you see this. Like one polarizing player comes into a sport, he's like. Everybody wants to be DeChambeau. Everybody wants to be that big baller. He's like, and then he's like, I saw it a, like a few years ago when like Steph Curry came on the scene. He's like, all the kids, all they wanted to do was just bang threes. Yeah. So it's like, it's crazy how that is. Like everyone just wants to absolutely crush balls. But I mean, it, it's, it's been in the game for a long time. I mean, that was the reason why Tiger dominated for so long was he, he just ripped the, was bombing it yeah. by people. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that that's kind of been, I mean, Bryson has kind of reiterated the fact that hitting it far is is awesome, and and it's a huge advantage. But for sure, uh, I remember growing up. I mean, you always wanted to hit it as far as you can. Yeah. And oftentimes, if you swing as hard as you can, it doesn't end up that no, way. No. You hit the toe of the face, and it goes yeah uh, hundred yards left. But uh, but no, it's been a super exciting event, Nate. I mean, like we said, the U.S. has dominated. I mean, nine of the top eleven players in the world right now are on Team USA. Uh, the pairings, they just seem to be just star-studded top to bottom. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Ma- uh, Morikawa and DJ. I mean, DJ G- had a ridiculous shot, too. Did you see that, like, when he kept low from, like, 273 out? Yeah. That was gross. Yeah, on the yeah. part five. Yeah. That oh, was ridiculous, goodness. man. Yeah, it's just it just seems to me that they're deeper. They don't really have any wily veterans like the European does in Paul Casey and Lee Westwood and Sergio, Sergio Garcia. Yeah. So, I mean, John Rahm has absolutely dominated. Man, he's really coming on. Eh? Oh. Like, he, he has been absolutely. It seems like ever since, what was it, right before when he got the, well, he had won the tournament before when he got pulled off for COVID, right? He, and then he was on his way to win that. And he's just been like, uh, besides getting, uh, I guess, last last week he missed the cut. But that's like a whatever tournament. But, yeah. man, the other guy's been lights. Like. Yeah, he's been the best player in the world, and, and he has the ranking. 
Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll you know we'll notify you the the you know the t- entire conclusion of the the um, of the event next week um, because it is you know midday Sunday and we don't know the conclusion. But I also a couple more highlights in there. I was losing it yesterday at noon. JT and Burger get to the first tee. A couple of drinks come flying down from the crowd. Yeah. So JT opens his and gets on one knee. Oh, sorry. Burger says, this is rookie hour. Yeah. Cracks open shotguns at like an absolute animal. It's funny. All the, like, the highlights you see, it's like, yeah, the two of them just shotgun and beers. I'm like, well, JT didn't shotgun anything. <laughs> yeah. He's down there. Like, would he get a smear off ice? I know. Like, it's like you're down on one knee, dude. Like, just chug the beer. I know. Like, don't get on one knee. I know. I My respect for Burger skyrocketed. 100%. Um, I do want to give Burger some credit, though, because I did say before the event that it was kind of the polarizing pick. I'm so, so much more happy that, that Daniel Burger's on the team instead of Patrick Reed. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's excited about this team and a lot of the young guys in, in you know, Morikawa and Shoffley and, and Scotty Scheffler. And, and I mean, they've just played so well. Patrick Cantlay. It's been so exciting for these guys. And I mean, your Wiley veterans and Spieth and Thomas and DJ uh, Brooks, DeChambeau. I mean, their team is just so stacked. Yeah. Finau. Um, yeah, it's just Finau. been. Finau's played well, too. Yeah, it's been incredible. JT, is, he had back to back Eagles uh, in two straight rounds. One was on 17. One, uh, actually, they were both on 17. Uh, just incredible shots into the 16th. It's, it, I mean, whistling straights again. We should note that it's just been an amazing host course. Uh, it's got a little bit of everything. The wind's going. The bunkers are littered across the course. The greens undulations are insane. So it's been a great test of golf for these guys. And and uh, you know, hopefully, you had an opportunity to watch uh, what was going on. Um, Another thing about Bryson too, Nate, is is he'll he'll never be able to play in the alternate shot format. No, that's what we talked about in the last one. Like we were saying, there's like what? How can you have that guy on your team just absolutely humming rocks around the course? Like, yeah, and then you get stuck in a situation where like Spieth, for instance, where he was trying to tee it up and go or like get it out of the rough, hundred feet in the air to get up on the tee, on the green. Yeah, that was a really hard sentence for me to get out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, how how can you have him? Which it's kind of a shame because it would be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Love to see him doing an alternate shot. Yeah, to see where players put him and to see, you know, where he would put other players. I mean, I don't want to say that it will be impossible to do, but it would certainly put a lot of players into some positions that they don't see around golf courses very often. Exactly. Um, but no, it's obviously, I think we'll crown the United States right now. And that's a great win. They've, like we've said in past episodes, they lost the last seven of nine. So I could see this starting a little bit of a run for the United States. Yeah. Um, They're just so juiced, man. Yeah. Like, there's oh, so many guys, like. Yeah, nine of the top eleven in the world. It's it is insane. Um, it. I mean, Nate. I think we've already booked our tickets. Twenty twenty four Montreal. The President's Cup will be hosted. So that's when the U S. takes on the world. Every country outside of Europe. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to think a couple Canadians uh, will be on that team. Mackenzie Hughes and Corey Connors probably Corey front Conn. runners right now. Matt Diama, Cam Smith. I mean, there'll be uh, a bunch of guys in that team that'll be worth watching. So that'll be in Montreal in twenty twenty four. So that's certainly a team event that we're looking forward to. Oh, we'll be. That's a absolute no brainer. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, now it's just it's going to be fun. I mean, obviously last episode two we talked about going out of the Waste Management Open. I mean, I'm a little nervous for like how to pace yourself in an event like that. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I mean, you got to get there so early to get the good spot too, right? So and then it's eight in the morning and you're sipping on a Coors Light. Well, I mean, yeah, because yeah. the vibe is gonna be absolutely it's immaculate vibes as they say on TikTok. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be ridiculous. I mean, maybe we can. Hopefully by then we'll be able to work something out, get a little media pass or something, you know what I mean? So we can just have a spot and not have to worry about getting absolutely polluted that early. But Yeah, well, they do follow us on social media. Is that any good? Um, <laughs> yes, so, that's right. Yeah. yeah, we could probably, yeah, just I mean, we could definitely them. line something up for yeah. sure, yeah. 
Um, Nate, we're going to move into the NFL because it is NFL Sunday. The games have not yet started yet, but we did have a game Thursday night. Uh, the Panthers absolutely took it to the Texans. Uh, they improved to 3-0. They are an absolute pretender, though, um, just in the grand scheme of things. Uh, tough news for their running back, Christian McCaffrey. Probably renowned as one of the best running backs in the NFL. He goes down with a hamstring injury. So they've got a Canadian guy, a Canadian running back, who's his backup. So he's going to be kind of uh, the lead horse in the stable uh, for the next few weeks. So it'll be exciting to watch you him. You play in the CFL? Uh, no, no. Okay. You know, he we'll played see. in the NCAA and then, yeah. Okay. And then to the uh, say that would pretty NFL. much write you off right there. No, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but just, I guess, some storylines heading into Sunday or would have been from the past Sunday. We're not sure the results of these, but Justin Fields will get his first start, uh, the second overall pick out of Ohio State. Um, Nate, have you ever watched the Netflix series QB1? No. It'd be worth watching. Um, Fields was in season two, I do believe. So what they do in this series is they just fall around these college quarterbacks okay. at their colleges, or at their high schools, I should say. No. And they just they wow. just show their life as high school quarterbacks. Really? And so Justin Fields, oh, when he was in high school, man. now he's playing for the Bears. Yeah. Spencer Rattler, a front runner for the Heisman Trophy winner. He's got this, like, he's like an albino-looking guy. He's got, like... Um, I don't know if that's offensive or not. I apologize if it is. I don't think so. Um, I think it's but, just a skin pig- pigment. But yeah, 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 well, yeah. I don't know. Um, I have to but, look it up. Yeah, he's an odd-looking character, but he's also a great football player. But they followed him around at their high schools, and their high school lives are obviously very Hollywood. Um, oh, imagine, imagine just you like QB one and Horton, like a camera crew following you around. It, it wouldn't have been pretty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, imagine it's just like, all right, we're going out to a house party tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, seriously, they, they show the boys like going to McDonald's and like, they were like, uh, you're going to have to cut the cameras here. Like I'm about to smoke a joint with the boys before class. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. It's like, well, you know what, guys, maybe take a 15 minute breather. Yeah. I'll catch you in the computer lab in about 15. Okay. Sports. Yeah. Um, oh, Odo Beckham Jr. Uh, Big character in the NFL makes his first start of the season for the Browns. Um, hey, you remember that catch he made as for the Giants? Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. actually watching a video last night. It was like uh, on YouTube. It was a video of um, sports plays, that, single plays that made people famous. And of course, Odell Beckham Jr. That catch was on there. Yeah, that was absolutely so fucking ridiculous. When I, I was rewatching, I was like, how? <laughs> like that? The extension of the arm, man. What? Like, oh my god. Oh, it's and then there's another couple too. What is it? Marshawn Lynch. Oh, the run? Obviously, the run. Yeah, yeah just throws the, the guy down. Yeah, Darren yeah. Sharper holding yeah. my dick. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's all time. Um, what else was on there? I can't remember right now, but those were two of the notable ones, obviously, that, yeah, that but, made uh, people famous. And I mean, yeah, Marshawn Lynch was an electric running back. But uh, Oh, yeah. But uh, Julian, uh, Julian Edelman, I, I know uh, I, I always like to bring up a little bit of Pat's news, but uh, Julian Edelman, he has this kind of retirement ceremony this week. Uh, he had a cool back and forth with Bill Belichick. Um, Bill said he'll be excited to see Julian and, and uh, assume that he'll be chirping him. But Edelman such a great character. And if you're not familiar with his career, he started out, uh, he was a walk-on uh, for the Patriots into the NFL undrafted uh, out of Kent State. He was a quarterback at Kent State. Ended up being like a DB. He was playing safety and cornerback for the Patriots. And then he ended up moving to receiver and ended up winning three Super Bowls and, and his second all-time to Jerry Rice in, in, rece- in uh, receiving yards and receptions in the in the postseason. So he's Walk had... Walk-on potential Hall of Famer. Yeah, exactly. Pretty impressive. What? So did he play... He played college, obviously. Yeah, quarterback. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Just an athlete. And then went and played defense in the NFL to start off his career. Like, just a freak athlete. Yeah. Just... He was a guy who showed up at the stadium at 5 a.m. before everyone got the jugs machine going. And, uh, and yeah, and just carved out such a great career. Obviously, that catch against the Atlanta Falcons where there's four guys on him. And he, yeah. It's, I mean, probably the greatest All catch time. 
yeah. in uh, Super Bowl history. But, uh, no, we'll be excited for that. But, uh, no, we'll give you the breakdown for Friday morning of how the week went. Um, and uh, and that uh, will and, be our NFL summary. Yeah, and how the Operation 272 is looking. No. Those are coming on. Exactly, so. yeah. Well, hey, it was a, it was tough. We went down, I think, three units in the first week, Nate. Yeah. And then now kind of storm back and, and are down just, just uh, you know, a portion of a unit. I think 0.5 of a unit. So. Well, the, the, I find the hardest thing, like with the NHL one, it was so much easier to acquire the units because especially where we're betting just like exclusively money line here is like some of the odds you get when you're like, say, for instance, we got um, who's playing the Jags? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, where are we here? There, there's someone. There's someone who's minus six hundred though. Yeah, it's, the Cardinals are paying one point two nine. Yeah. So you yeah. bet, and if you win the bet, you get two nine point uh, two nine yeah, units. Exactly. So yeah, it's like how you can even make that up. Whereas like when we were doing the hockey one, it was like say even when Ottawa was doing terrible, the other team is still only like maximum like. I don't know. Say they're playing like Toronto or something. Toronto could be first in the league, and Ottawa could be last. You're st- it's still probably like minus one ninety for Toronto. Yeah, like it's not the it, hockey rarely gets over two hundred. Where you're seeing like minus six hundred here, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it, it makes it tough. It does get difficult. You really got to pick and choose your your upsets wisely while picking in the NFL money lines. But um, but Nate, I did want to move into the NHL. Uh, it's a nice segue for you bringing it up because last episode we didn't get to talk about Evander Kane very much. Right. And the saga with Evander Kane. So Evander Kane, if you're unfamiliar, his his ex-wife uh, came out and said that he was gambling on his own hockey games last season, uh, throwing games. Obviously, he went bankrupt the prior season um, for gambling in, in Vegas, which is, I mean, maybe the toughest look uh, going. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, Evander Kane, he gets cleared. The, the NHL did a, a very in-depth investigation of, of everything and, um, and found that he was not guilty of, of of gambling on his own games or even on the sport of hockey. But the day he was cleared of that, his wife then charges him for domestic violence. Yeah, and see, it's kind of to the point now where I'm just kind of thinking, like, this chick is an absolute lunatic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you got off on that? Well, I have something else. Like, And then what is it after this? You know what I mean? He's going to get off on this. This will be proved that he did not... Like, there was no domestic violence. He's like, well, he, I bet he didn't tell you about when he was drinking and driving every night. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, she's clearly just trying to kind of ruin the guy. Like, yeah. if, he, if he gets off on the betting thing, like, she was so sure, and she's been going on about months for this, that this he's been betting on this. Like, she's completely fabricated. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so we're going to listen to her again? Like, yeah. maybe come out with, I think you'd want to come out with the domestic violence thing first if you were kind of serious, would you not? Isn't yeah. that a little more of a... Or at the same time, yeah. Yeah, sure, come out at the same time. Yeah. Or, like, domestic violence is not going to come out after a betting scandal. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I think she's full of shit. Like, it's I think what, she's just trying to bury him. The timing of it, too, is a little fishy. You know, as soon as he's cleared uh, by the NHL to play, that this comes out. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I still can't really get over the fact. Obviously, he's a character I don't want in my organization. Like, no, not For a guy close. who brought, I mean, he made, what he signed, like a $64 million contract. It was like an 8 by 8 and he can that high, and he declared bankruptcy. Yeah, um, like, that's tough, man. Like, I mean, that's a serious gambling addiction. I mean, I mean, obviously that's awful, but uh, but yeah. And then you've got you know the fact that uh, you know he was accused of, of these things from his from his former wife. So uh, not a great look. Um, but uh, no. but that's the uh, that's the Evander Kane situation. Um, but yeah, NHL preseason's up and going, Nate. I mean. Uh, all the teams are looking to kind of fill out their rosters and, and check out some of the prospects if they've made steps and, and whatnot. But I did want to talk about one individual on the Vancouver Canucks. Another very tough look during a bag skate oh, this week. Yeah, Ole Levy. 
It's the fifth overall pick. I want to say like 2017. Yeah. Maybe it was 16. Can't quite remember, but I mean, this guy's been, yeah, he's been pretty injury riddled. You know, we looked it up. Uh, what is he had some hamstring stuff. He's yeah. a, a bunch of injuries. I mean, he's a highly touted finished prospect. He played world juniors in 2018 too, I believe. Um, I mean, this guy is just like pulling the ultimate clown move and just laying in the corner after a bag skate. Can you imagine? It's like, dude, you're in the NHL on a bag skate. And I guess some of the guys were like, dude, like, get up. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, this is not like, we're not screwing around playing high school hockey here. Like, get up. Like, you you're, you haven't even made the team yet. You're going to lay in the corner? <clears throat> it's it, it was it was unbelievable, man. Can you imagine Travis Green? And just even for the media, too, to see a guy like that. I mean, you've got to maybe go on a knee or or, or just kind of lean down on your, like, put the, put the old... Uh, classic uh, stick on the shin pad or on the top of the knee pads and yeah. just lean over yeah. like take a knee like you're not getting it's it's going to be worse on you laying down for energy wise than it would be taking a knee because it takes it takes a lot more energy to get up with all the gear on than it does to crouch down and take a knee like get some breath dude yeah and, and you know it's a different story too if it's say like i don't know maybe ekman larson or you know somebody like that who's been in the league for a long time you like if they're laying around in the corner it's kind of funny because yeah. it's like all right you're a you're a veteran yeah you've done this before if you haven't made a hockey team, like what kind of look is that for you to be like, okay, that was tough. I'm going to go lay in the corner for a bit. Yeah. I, I do feel bad for all of the NHL players. I mean, nobody likes a bag skate. Obviously it's necessary to get the boys in shape and get the boys dialed in for the year, but a bag, there's nothing worse than just going down and back, down and back, down and back. I would need a large garbage can. Um, but, uh, but no, it's, it's exciting Nate. I mean, we don't have too much to know in the NHL. Obviously it's preseason. Yeah. Watched a little um, preseason last night with the Habs Leafs, which was, it was honestly good to watch a little bit of hockey. Um, fans in the building fans in that man looks so great in yeah. Toronto. Like that it's this season's going to be awesome. Oh, I'm, sure. I can't wait. Um, William Nylander looking like a stick last night too, by the way. Yeah. Guy looking good. I mean, it's preseason. Sure. A lot of, a lot of rookies on Montreal playing, but I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah, so. I mean, Leafs fans are, are certainly hoping that. Yeah. Um, I, I guess a, just a brief kind of UFC uh, breakdown of 266. There was a big fight last night in Vegas. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky retained the belt uh, against Brian Ortega at the, I think they weighed in at 155. Not a bad pronunciation um, there, by the way. Yeah, it's good stuff. Volkanovski and and uh, and uh, and Brian Ortega. Yeah, that was a it was a great fight. I, w- I was hoping for Brian Ortega. Uh, Robbie Lawler ended up beating Nick Diaz. Definitely hoping for Nick Diaz. Yeah, for yeah. yeah. So he meant he was interesting. The uh, pre-fight, the Diaz brothers obviously are awesome. If you don't watch UFC, check those guys out. They're absolute lunatics. They smoke, you know, more weed than uh, you could ever imagine, and they just are marathon fighters. Their cardio is like out of the. Uh, it's it's yeah, out of this world. They're like some of the guys that like if you're not into UFC because I remember when I wasn't into it. Like I I've stated it before on here, but Chael Sonnen got me really into it. I think the Diaz brothers are guys that like if you aren't into it, you could watch a few of their clips, a few interviews with them, and they could really get you excited about the sport. Yeah, just because they're so badass. Yeah, they're just guys that you look at and you're probably a little scared. Like if you if one of those two looked at you in the bar. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm probably departing. Well, yeah, I'll need a roll of toilet paper, and I'm probably taking, yeah, I'm, I'm limping out of there. I'm, I'm probably just sticking on a blindfold and pulling the old, if I can't see him, he can't see me kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Just getting the hell out of there. Yeah. Those guys are absolute sketches. Like, even when they, they were doing, like, the weigh-ins or something the other day, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson's there, they just walk by him like he's fucking a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't give a shit. No, these guys don't. 
Um, but there are some more U- uh, notable UFC events coming in the near future. But that's certainly a bucket list event. It's, and something I want to do in the next couple of years is go uh, to Vegas or go to uh, somewhere in the States where they're hosting a big UFC fight and, and go check it out because it seems like it would be so much fun. And, and that sport is just so electric. And, and uh, it's certainly something that I didn't uh, love at one point in my life, but it's gained, I've gained a serious appreciation for these athletes. And, and it is 1v1 combat in the octagon is exciting. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think I was the same way back in the day too. Like I used to look at it and be like, Jesus, man, like this just seems so like raw. Like, you know what I mean? You're just kind of getting the shit kicked out of you constantly. And like, but you know, after a while you're like, these guys want to do it. And it's such an incredible sport. Like it's, it's just like boxing is one thing, but like, this is like, so like street fighty. It's what is the only rule? You can't kick anybody in the nuts basically. Yeah. Like it's, it's awesome stuff. I gouge. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I gouge, yeah. Um, but, uh, Can't bring a knife in the ring. But we know? heard Sam Alvey say it, too, on the interview, Nate, is, you know, he wouldn't know what he would be doing in life. Like, he loved to fight. And yep. it, it's crazy to think that, but, you know, but people do love to do this. They, you know, they love the 1v1 combat. Mm-hmm. If, if they didn't have a platform like the UFC, Volkanovski said it in the uh, in the interview, we all used to fight. They all used to fight in the streets at bars. At the, and now they've got a platform to do it legally, yep. do it safely. And uh, and it's it's truly incredible to watch and and uh, yeah I'm I'm fascinated by it and it's just I mean I wouldn't last a second in there. No, and I mean the other thing too is like if they didn't have the UFC for instance they would 100 percent have some like underground yep. crazy fighting ring that would just be so much less safe. So I mean the UFC's like even if people don't like it it's a much safer option than what could be going on. Yeah, like those fight rings that Kimbo Slice used to have. Yeah, dude. dude like uh, bare knuckles. <laughs> Imagine getting in the ring against Kimbo Slice. Not even a ring, just in a in a, a warehouse, a backyard, <laughs> a backyard, fenced in with like dog oh, fencing. Man, fuck that, dude. dude. Not doing that. And taking that. A, a punch to the face from him. Ah, oh, yeah, I would have permanent brain damage. I wouldn't even know how to defend myself, dude. That is just that guy is a mammoth. That's a dark thought for sure. It's scary shit. Um. Nate, just before we get into our top headlines heading into the NBA season this this year. Uh, quick update in the MLB. It's been slow moving as it seems. There's games every day, but it doesn't seem like major shifts. But there has been a, you know, a, a notable shift here in the AFC East with the Jays falling two games back of the Red Sox uh, and the Yankees. The Red Sox not pulling their weight. Obviously, the Yankees pulling two off the Red Sox in the last few days. Yep. The Jays only able to take one off the Twins so far. So there's a couple massive games this Sunday or today. So we'll see how those goes. Yeah, I mean, it's not uh, the Red Sox are in a good enough position where it's not really hurting them a whole lot with them losing, but it, it, it's it's hurting the Blue Jays more than anything. I mean, the, obviously the, the Red Sox want to win. Hopefully they can pull one off. I would have said last night if. Because what ended up happening was the Yankees on Friday night beat the Sox and then Washington, or Washington, sorry, Toronto lost to the Twins. Yeah. Which was like a must win. Like you got to be like these Jays have this, this schedule is spoon fed for them. Like if they don't make it, it's completely on them, obviously. Like you got to win out here. Yeah. And, um, you know, they lost to the Twins. The Yankees won. So that gives them a little more space. I think there were two games up, which at this point you're looking at what, nine, eight, eight nine games left. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I you, think you, you got to start eight. pulling these wins. I mean, and then the the Yankees, obviously, Stanton absolutely humming a grand slam last night, which almost seemed like if the Jays would have lost last night, that would have been it. But yeah, this series against the Yankees is going to be playoff baseball. ridiculous, man. And then the Yankees finish against what happened? DeChambeau just rolled in like a 50 foot eagle putt. Oh, my. Good <laughs> God almighty. Um, but yeah, so I was saying um, if the Yankees. Wait, what was I talking about again? I completely lost it here. I'm actually. 
just mm. cultivated here by DeChambeau right now. He just drove the green on one and rolled in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. What yeah. a beauty. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to go that far yet. That is unreal. Yeah, that is that is good quality. Um, just want to take it quick. Yeah, that's right in the heart, too. such a putt. Um, yeah, I mean, the Yankees, too, they, they have the Rays for their final series, so it's going to be tough for them. For sure. I mean, but, I mean the Rays could. I mean, they've clinched the uh, division now. Do they sit guys in baseball? Like, sit your starters? I mean, th- at the point the Rays are at, I don't think they're going to be pulling out the big they guns They might if pitching. they want the Jays. If they want the Jays, yeah. But, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, in that situation, you probably would prefer to take the – well, I mean, they're going to have to get through the, – there's a lot there where I don't think they're going to be thinking too much like that. Because, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to have the wild card game. If, if Maybe if you're really, like, weary of the Yankees, then you're going to go kind of hard in the paint against them. Yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, I think for Tampa right now, it's the rest factor for the pitching staff is probably the best bet right yeah. now. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're going to have a you're gonna have a team coming out of a wild card game regardless. Like, But they're a team, they approach the, the, the pitching, like, they'll just go relievers the whole game. The Rays. The Rays. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, they yeah. switch it up like crazy, which yeah. is which is just it's so odd. It's so odd, but yeah. man, it's it's been it working for them. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I I'm honestly starting to lean back towards my zero percent on the Jays, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens here. It's going to be interesting. Um, they just losing two against the Twins is just would be devastating. No, most definitely. But uh, we'll um, see. We'll see how the Yankee series goes. It should be good. And then I, I mean, by next time we record on for uh, Thursday. I think the picture will be painted a little more. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we'll have a pretty good idea of who's going to be in and who's going to be out. Yeah, so Sunday night baseball tonight. Uh, Yankees in Fenway playing the Sox, and the Jays are in Minnesota playing the Twins. So two big games again today. Um, I'm going to pull up the standings really quick here just to finalize the point here. But uh, Sure, yeah. I just wanted to check exactly. I, I find it so hard just where all the games are. It's like things two games change back, so the Jays quick. Two games back. Two um, games back? Yeah. Of okay, the, I uh, thought they were Sox only one, Sox. so... Yeah, and uh, yeah, with, with some big games tonight. Yeah, man. Um, that's gonna be yeah. This is getting. <laughs> that's a big series against the Yanks. It's gonna be gigantic. I don't know if they're gonna get in. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna do it, but. Um, all right, Nate. Go moving into the NBA. Biggest storylines heading into the NBA season this year. Um, I guess I'll start, and and it's you know it's kind of the biggest probably headline right now outside of you know, the big teams and who's going to be a championship team is is Ben Simmons. You know, we forget at times with the recency bias of his playoff performance. You know, this guy's, you know, one heck of a player. He's, he's a top 10 point guard in the NBA, no questions asked. Very unique point guard with how he plays and the brand of basketball that he plays with his height and, uh, and skill set. But um, he's said straight up he will not be playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, he's told Doc Rivers he doesn't want to talk to him. He's told management, I don't want nothing to do with you. So we so, need to figure out where he's going to go. Right, but what, what exactly is his beef with the team? Well, he was was the whipping boy for Philadelphia, who had a great team and who had an opportunity to make a run in the East this was year. Was it kind of an all-season thing, or was it just in that playoff? Like, it was just the playoffs, okay. mainly, yeah. So I he mean, just kind of said, fuck it, like I'm not going to – Well. What, wasn't there something come out too where Doc Rivers said like is Ben like that was another thing too Doc Rivers said Ben Simmons they're like is he, um, what is it like is he a legitimate starting player or something like that in the league and then he said I mean that's hard to say or something yeah, like it was just exactly. a weird I can't yeah. even remember the exact comments that were is made he but a max uh, contract player or a superstar or a guy who could carry your team and he said you know at this point. You know that it'd yeah. be hard to it'd be hard to label him as that. Yeah, which is yeah. like a tough thing to kind of drop. I mean you. 
but it's also a tough question, you know? Yeah, I mean, it because is. Because if you say yes, then, I mean, Those he's going to rinse you for the cash. Those are the types of questions we like the media to ask. 100%. Um, I mean, it sure beats the, what did you guys do out there this evening that worked? It's like, oh, you know, we got the ball in there. We uh, just got them moving around the key a lot. And we did, we, like, that same shit. So it is, it is a good question, but... Yeah, I don't know where the fuck he's gonna go, dude. I've heard. I mean, I've always heard. I always hear rumblings of the Raptors just due to the media up here. I've heard Minnesota <sighs> at times. That damn um, Raptors shit all the time with everybody. Yeah. It's like, what, what was it even to? I saw another thing where it's like, who should the uh, Raptors trade for this year to get? And it's like, there was all these guys, or not even trade for. Who should they try to like target to sign? And it was like Kawhi Leonard. It's like. Folks, like, why is Kawhi Leonard on this list? Like, he's not fucking coming. He didn't want to come after he won a championship with you. Yeah. He didn't even want to be there to begin with. Exactly. Um, Yeah, so they won't be getting him back. But it'll be interesting to see uh, where Ben Simmons goes, Nate. Uh, What's your first headline heading into the NBA season? Mine's just the Lakers. Yeah. Like, are they going to be – how good are these guys going to be? I mean, we know they're like an aging – they're an aging core. I mean, the players are still unbelievable. You got Westbrook coming in. Uh, LeBron's obviously LeBron fucking James. Yeah. Like that's, that's, we'll see. I mean, the, the other thing in the NBA is too, there's no, you know, you get these rest days, like these guys are softer than fucking melted butter. Yeah. You mean, you know, you're playing basketball, you get rest days through the middle of the year, which is just outrageous to me, but load management, load management, load management, like give me a fucking break, but yeah, we'll just see. I'm going to see how they do. I think they're, they're definitely a contender, but I guess, is the age going to catch up to them as the season goes on? Like, it's a long season. For sure. I mean, yeah, like you said, Nate, I mean, they brought in Rajon Rondo. They brought in DeAndre Jordan. They brought yeah. back Dwight Howard. I mean, they do have a ton of old guys, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, these guys, yeah. I mean, you look at these guys across the board. They're aging, and, and Anthony Davis hasn't been healthy. And, and it, you know, it seems like the entire last year he took off. And and so, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think the Lakers, I mean, on paper, they're an incredible team. For sure. We know we've got to look beyond that, and, and it is going to be interesting to see. I think, you know, all things said and done, if they play to their full potential, they are certainly one of the biggest threats in the NBA this season. They do have a couple young pieces that I really like. That Horton Tucker individual, um, he's about he, he's like six foot two, but he's got a seven foot wingspan. He just looks like an he looks like an alien out there. Um, That's so wild. I know they got Malik Monk from the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, they do have some nice depth pieces as well. Uh, but it will be interesting to watch uh, the Lakers and see how they fare this year. Yeah. My second headline is with a healthy Clay Thompson, the second Splash Brother. What will the Golden State Warriors look like. And and Andrew Wiggins has come out and said he's not going to get vaccinated and won't be able to play home games. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God, man. I, I don't get <clears> it. <throat> These guys, like, what? I, I, I don't know, man. This whole vaccination thing is just so mind-blowing to me. For sure. It, it definitely is, is, you know, it's, it is... It's perplexing at times to to see that you know your entire team is vaccinated, but you're going to take the stance that you don't want to get it. Yeah, and, and you know you've seen it every time. It seems like every player that comes out too that says they're not going to get vaccinated, you could almost as soon as you hear it, you're like, I fucking knew it. Like what was it, Kyrie Irving? Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. Kyrie fucking loves like just does everything against the grain, Irving. Yeah. He's not going to get vaccinated. You had a few hockey guys. What is it, Tyler Bertuzzi? Yeah. I mean, that's not surprising. Not yeah. surprising either. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, Car- not Carcillo. Zach uh, Ronaldo. Zach Ronaldo. Like, yeah. oh, really? Zach Ronaldo? Yeah. That's why I said um, there was another guy, too, it's going to come out with in the NHL. I can't remember exactly who I said, but it's almost like a guarantee it's going to happen. Oh, the, the, the uh, defense, D'Angelo. Yeah. D- you know, yeah. D'Angelo's not. That's no. 100%. Yeah. He's not getting vaxxed. 
Like, it's just, you know the guys that it's going to happen, but it's just like, can you do it? But anyway, back to the point. You think it will send them into a contender or what? Yeah, I think it's going to bring Golden State back into the mix. I mean, I really like their starting five. They'll say, you know, hypothetically, Wiggins gets vaccinated. I mean, you've got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and James Wiseman, uh, the guy they drafted second overall when they kind of tanked for that year. So I really do think that they've got a good team. Um, and I, I mean, I love Steph. I think he's an incredible player. He oh, can yeah. he can bring a team to, you know, a long way on his own. And then having, you know, Steph, uh, Clay Thompson there as well. Great shooter. I really do. I, I do think that the uh, that the the Golden State Warriors are back in the fold for the Western Conference. I hope here. so because they are they are a fun team to watch when they're firing on all cylinders. Most definitely, it's it's good stuff. Love a good shooter. I love just shooters. Like remember, like we talked about this before, but like when Jimmer was on BYU. Yeah. Oh man, that oh, was yeah. some. That was one of my favorite NCAA tournaments to watch. Like that guy just absolutely hailing Ray me. Allen on the uh, on the runs with the Celtics in the Heat. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Like yeah. I was actually looking at some of the Celtics. Um, what was it when they were like sixty six and sixteen in 08 when they won? Yeah. It, it was crazy to me. I looked at so they played Atlanta first round and they ended up um, they went seven with the eight seed, which you never see in basketball. Yeah, yeah. And the teams won every home game. Wow, it was home game yeah, every yeah. time. And then the same thing, the exact same thing happened in round two. They went seven and home games every time. Crazy home wins, yeah, it's wild. But um, yeah, my second one is the Brooklyn Nets, and it's kind of the same thing for the lakers it's like can this team get it together they lost second round last year is that right yeah i believe so yeah um so i mean like they've got these pieces but can they all melt like uh, what's the word i'm looking for um mend yeah mend that's exactly what i was looking for read my mind again uh i mean you got kd obviously james harden who that that's another one who he might not get vaxxed yeah um no but uh and then obviously Kyrie, as we spoke of like I wonder if they can just kind of get it together because, you know, it could be such an awesome NBA final if we could get the Nets against the Lakers. Yeah. Like, that would just be all time. So, I think that's what we're dreaming for. Oh, 100%, yeah. man. You, you always love to see those, like, like I've said many times, like, I love a good story where a team's going to lose every game. Yeah. Where we Buffalo Sabre watching this year. Um, but, you know, when you get two teams in the finals that can absolutely hum, Nets, Lakers. Yeah. Let's see it. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see it. I mean, the Nets' biggest issue will be Milwaukee. If they stay healthy, I, yeah. I see them having a good good competition now with Milwaukee. And it sucks in the Eastern Conference. Like I, just, I mean, you've got the Celtics. You've got the Knicks who maybe took a step. You've got the Sixers who are kind of in, in, in shambles. I mean, the Raptors have, have regressed. I mean, yeah. Wizards. They'll be a contender. <laughs> <laughs> you've just got teams that, uh, you know, that have got, you know, potential, but just with these heavy, heavy hitters and these, these heavyweights in these, in these conferences, it's challenging. So, uh, no, it's going to be super interesting uh, moving into the NBA and, and uh, you know, what it looks like. Um, my, uh, I guess, what you know, my third headline is, is very Canadian-driven and, and Raptor-driven, but it's going to be comparing Jalen Suggs to Scotty Barnes because that was the uh, the big pick. I mean, every analyst, uh, I think, in North America had the Raptors taking Jalen Suggs at four and ended up taking Scotty Barnes, who was ranked fifth. So, I'm going to be comparing those two very often, seeing um, you know how those two pan out, how their rookie seasons go, how their you know sophomore seasons go, and just to see you know really dialing in and see if the Raptors made the the, the right pick there. Yeah, we'll see, and that that kind of goes into what my third storyline is, and that is how will the Raptors do this year? Yeah, and you know um, I've looked at a few projections. I've got one pulled up here. This is just a random Reddit one, but they've got them projected 12th in the conference, 33 and 49. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I believe the betting, when I was looking at the betting odds, it was, um, <clears throat> okay. I just have like an absolute 
toad in my throat right now. But uh, when I was looking at the betting odds for wins in a season, I think they were 35 and a half. Yep. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to the over there, but I don't know. You think they can get in? Like, I, I do. I do think that, like, that, that bottom, like, that 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 is going to be very competitive in the East. And then the thing is, too, they can get in for the play-in. Like, what is it? That's up to the 10th seed, right? That's right. So you get in for the play-in. I mean, that's not... I don't think that's completely outlandish. No, I, I would um, agree with you. Um, no, there are a few teams, you know, with the Pistons, Cavaliers, and Magic, who are probably going to be, you know, pretty shitty. But other than that, I mean, you know, there's going to be some competition, and you know, to fill out that bottom half of the uh, the Eastern Conference. And I think the Raptors will be right there. I mean, I don't want to lock them in as a playoff contender, but uh, I could see them there. But uh, yeah, but we'll be following along, and, and definitely. Uh, we'll be giving out best bets for the NBA season and prop bets and everything like that. Yep. I think Nate and I are just sorting out right now the best way to approach that. You yeah. know, say like, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we give out our best uh, NHL and NBA picks on our Instagram. Yeah. Just kind of keep a running record of the best bets. Yeah, we could do that. Or we could even do something like Monday. Like we could alternate days for the year because where we're going to have the NFL ones, we could do like Monday hockey, Tuesday basketball, Wednesday hockey, vice versa. But we could just yep. do a few like through the week, every other day. I think that would be probably the most beneficial. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably keep the best. We'll, we'll figure we'll out a good way. It. We yep. always we always get the good betting betting routes going. We had the best uh, the betting on every NHL game last year. We're doing the NFL one. For Christ's sake, we give you enough picks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll have them. We'll get you profitable, gentlemen. All right. Well, listen, uh, as always, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. You know, go check us out on Instagram. Go check us out on TikTok. Um, we've got Ryder Cup action all day. We've got NFL football. It's going to be a great Sunday. Hopefully, everyone enjoys their work weeks. And we will be back on Friday morning. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much. Take it easy. Oh.